welcome to Black Belt Theater. I'm your host, Jay, and let's begin. Alrighty, so, it is Thursday, April 26th. Avengers Infinity War is mere hours away from opening, so, got me thinking a little bit. We know that in Infinity War, there's going to be a multitude of Marvel characters. We know Thanos is coming. I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. We also know that there's going to be a lot of battles, huge battles, big battles, a battle royale, if you will. So, yeah, today we're going to be talking about an Asian film, not really so much a martial arts film, but we're going to be talking about a film from Japan. Uh, This film came out in the year... Let me look it up real quick. 2000. And of course, I'm talking about the film Battle Royale. Now, some of you may have heard of this film. Some of you may have not have heard. There are some legends about it. Um, You know, myths, rumors, what have you. Um, This film, Battle Royale, is based on a 1999 novel uh, released in Japan. uh, Same name, Battle Royale. And the author was an IA. I'm going to apologize if I mispronounce these names. Uh, The author of the uh, film, I'm sorry, of the book, uh, Battle Royale, was Koshun Takamai, Takami, I believe. Um, And again, you know, yeah, this is not the classic martial arts film that we usually talk about here on Black Belt Theater. But like I said, I think this is kind of a, a, a gem from Asian cinema, from Japanese cinema. Um... And like I said, I was just kind of thinking of which film I wanted to discuss. My mind starts to wander to the fact that in a couple of days I'm going to be seeing Infinity War. I was thinking big battles, battle royale. Hey, let's talk battle royale. Why not? All right. So like I said, this film came out in 2000 in Japan. Now, it was never officially released over here in the United States, but you can get it on uh, DVD. Uh, It is not dubbed. It does have subtitles. So uh, I'm just letting you know that up front. So if you... Uh, do not like subtitles. Um, sorry, no dub version of this. Now, if you are not familiar with Japanese cinema at all, if you haven't really watched any any films from Japan, um, especially you know in the '90s and going forward, <sighs> Japanese cinema—it's very strange. I guess strange to us, I would say. I don't know if it's really strange to, you know, the citizens over there in Japan or or other parts of Asia, but, you know, we find a lot of it um, a bit unusual. Um, Usually there's plot holes. Um, Are they intentional? Is it poor writing? Who knows? Um, A lot of surrealism. Uh, You know, you'll have a very gritty, realistic film, and then some very surreal sequences, which are, are they dream sequences? Is this reality? Is it fantasy? If you watch films from Japan, especially very recent ones, like I said, from the 90s kind of going forward, you have to really kind of go in there with an open mind. I think the other thing is, too, is a lot of these films that uh, come over from Japan, like I said, they are not dubbed. They do have subtitles. And I think, you know, with really a lot of foreign films, you know, the the thing that can be said is, you know, lost in there's there's a lot that can be lost in translation. I mean, look, translating from one language to another, you know, certain phrases and, and words don't really translate the same. 
Uh, translators might kind of throw their bias in there. Uh, there could be some censorship or whatever. So, you know, there's there's some of these things that you have to deal with. But look, I had heard about this film uh, back in 2000, actually, um, shortly after it was released. Um, it did kind of make the news over here a little bit because it was a bit controversial. Even in Japan, it was very controversial. Um, I read about it in a fanzine, <laughs> believe it or not, um, you know, about Asian cinema, foreign cinema, and, you know, I, I had read that, uh, you know, it was based off a book, which was also, the book itself is very controversial in Japan. There were actually, it was actually banned for a while in Japan. Uh, the government really did not want teenagers reading this book at all, and, um, the fact that it very shortly thereafter became a movie, and it also became a very popular manga, um, manga being like Japanese comic book, the best way I could put it, um, you know, I, I don't know, it was like there was a lot of controversy, and then suddenly it was kind of released in all these different forms, so who knows. But what is the story of Battle Royale? Okay, so Battle Royale pretty much takes place in the not-too-distant future. Um, sort of an alternate Earth, let's just say. You know, sort of like a dystopian era. And basically what it is, is uh, in Japan, the government feels that uh, to keep the youth in check uh, every so often, and, you know, this time frame is a, is a bit unclear. You know, the book has it one way, the manga has it another way, the time frame in the movie is not very clear, so I don't know if this is something that happens once every year, every few months, but basically they have a, na a nation a nationwide contest called Battle Royale, or it's also referred to as the program. Uh, what it is is they select an 8th grade class at random, they take them to a uh, island that, you know, they pretty much cleared all the citizens off of this island, so there's structure still standing, there's cars and houses and buildings uh, on this island, but it's pretty much totally abandoned. Um, they fit them with these collars that have an explosive device, and they send them out one by one with a bag that contains basic supplies and a random weapon. And it's basically, they have three days, uh, winner take all, there can only be one survivor, um, and there you go, that is Battle Royale in a nutshell. Now, you know, you're hearing this and you're probably thinking, I've heard of something like this similar, The Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean, I think Battle Royale was definitely a big inspiration for the Hunger Games series over here, um... You know, because it's pretty much the same premise. You know, you're taking a group of teenagers, you're putting them together, uh, you're kind of throwing some weapons out there, some other obstacles, and it's kill or be killed, only one can survive, and that's it. So, really, you know, the film Battle Royale, the book Battle Royale, um, focuses on, you know, sort of this, this time around, this year's participants, which is, you know, a, another eighth grade class. Um, and that's the thing is, you know, they don't know that they're, that they're selected. So it, it kind of sort of starts off that this class is on a, on a field trip. They're on a bus, they're going somewhere. Uh, next thing they know, uh, one of the protagonists of the film, his name is, uh, Shuya. He, he starts to see that his classmates are falling asleep. He sees the driver fitting himself with a, a gas mask. And, you know, he kind of gets the sense of, oh, my God, I think we're going to be on the program. Uh, they pretty much wake up uh, on this island. They are in a school building. They're in a classroom. 
Uh, they realize that they have the collars fitted on their necks. And one of their former teachers, uh, a guy who had taught them a few years prior, uh, his name is Kitaro, uh, he kind of comes in. And they show a little backstory on him on the fact that, you know, he was the teacher for this class a few years prior. And they <laughs> they kind of bullied him. There was one student that actually cut him. Um, so, you know, he's kind of happy that he's going to be supervising, you know, this class as they play Battle Royale. And, and really, you know, what we see is, you know, they uh, they kind of realize that they're on the program. They're sitting there. They show a, an instructional video, which is very funny to say the least. It's a very spunky girl who's sort of explaining the rules, you know, giving the thumbs up, the peace sign, being very cheerful and happy, basically explaining, hey, look, guys, you got to go out there now and you have to maim and kill each other and only one of you can live. And there's the explosive collar. And the thing with the explosive collar is is the reason they have that is uh, the island is broken up into zones. Every so often, a zone will be designated a sort of a danger area. And if you wander in there and you don't get out in time, your collar will detonate. Um, if there is not a death every w within a 12-hour period, they're going to detonate all the collars. At the end of three days... If there is not one survivor, they detonate all the collars. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, they're explaining the rules, and you will see that there are a wide variety of responses. You know, there's kids that literally you could tell they're, they're peeing their pants. Uh, there's some kids that are, you know, unfortunately it looks like they're very much into it. There are some that are sort of determined. You can start to see some of them trying to form alliances among each other. A lot of children start to swear that, you know, they're not going to kill their fellow students and we should all band together. Uh, and basically what they do is, you know, each each, uh, you know, it's evenly distributed. I think it's... Um, I believe it's 20 each, 20 boys, 20 girls. They're all numbered from 1 to 20, and they pretty much go, boy number one. They call him up front, they hand him his bag, and they give him a five-minute head start. And every five minutes, they send out another random boy or girl until they're all out there, and this is, this is the movie Battle Royale. And what we see in it is... You see how some students form alliances. You see there's uh, a couple, a teenage couple, boyfriend-girlfriend, who decide to, you know, together commit suicide uh, rather than face this game. You do see uh, a young man who now, you know, he sort of is very much into this game. He, uh, he really, he plays it to win, and it almost looks like he enjoys it. Um... There's a lot of characters that they kind of introduce us to, sort of main characters, we'll say. Uh, like I said, the main protagonist, his name is Shuya. Uh, he has a crush on a girl named Noriko, uh, and his goal is to find her and protect her and get her off this island. Uh, we see another young man named uh, Kawada. Um you know, nothing much is really known about him. He, they kind of bill him as like a transfer student, uh, and he looks like he's ready to play this game. He's, he's kind of telling people to, to be quiet, you know, let's get this game going. You know, he kind of looks like he has some sort of an agenda. Uh, then we see this other student, Kiriyama. Now, Kiriyama is the one I was saying that he looks like he is all gung-ho and ready to go. Now, I never read the book, but I did read the manga, and the manga is very, very close to the book. Uh, in the book, or in the book, in the manga, Kiriyama is a member of this class. They all know who he is. Uh, he's this very sort of cold, quiet child. 
Uh, he kind of does random acts of violence. Um, he has a whole complex backstory. In the film here, he's a transfer student. Um, he kind of quietly sits in the back, and we can see that right from the beginning, he's he's in it for the thrill. Uh, he's a very quiet man, and as he commits some horrific acts of violence in this film, he he has little to no reaction to it. He is he's pretty much the Terminator. He's going through this film, looking to win the game and do what he needs to do. Uh, he and like I said, you know, he does some pretty pretty violent acts um like i said there there are some other students there's uh mitsuko suma who's sort of like the bad girl of the class um she has some crazy scenes um you know and we see other like side stories we see um there's a young man in the class that is has a crush on another girl. His goal is is he wants to find to protect her, and when he does kind of stumble upon her and find her, uh, she panics and shoots him. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's you know, watching this film was. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I had never seen anything like it. I had read about it. I was amazed that a a book and a film like this were even made. And again, this this is a good 10, 12 years before The Hunger Games came out. Um it's 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 just I don't know, I was blown away. I was blown away that this was something that was made, but it was it was a very interesting actually it was a very interesting sort of social commentary, I think. Um just you know everything from violence on tv because that's the thing is is this program it's televised um you know if you remember the hunger games how they had seemingly cameras everywhere and they were capturing all this footage and and people were glued to their tv sets or forced to watch it on their tv sets um the program battle royale over you know over in japan you know in this movie it's a national program and like i said you know it was it was uh the government's way to sort of curb teenage violence and and uh you know teenage rebellion and what have you you know with that threat of you know hey you can be you you can end up on this program um you know again they don't talk about the selection process we don't know why was this class picked um you know why are some of these so so-called transfer students why are they there i mean we do find out at the end that the young man kawada he was actually a former champion he was coming back for revenge he wanted to destroy the program from the ground up and he figured the best way to do it is to sneak back into a class that was going to be involved in battle royale and uh, he actually helps the protagonist uh, Noriko and Shuya, he actually helps them survive and actually helps them escape. And that's pretty much how the film ends, is uh, it looks like Kawada is the winner. Uh, it turns out he figured out a way to beat the system. Uh, he pretty much destroys the control center, and, um, you know, he unfortunately suffers some, you know, life-threatening wounds. He, he doesn't make it, but uh, Noriko and Shuya do, and at the end we see that they're sort of billed as like enemies of the state, and it's kind of left at that. Now, there was never any follow-up book, never any follow-up manga, but they did decide, because it was this film was so wildly popular in Japan, that they did make a second one, Battle Royale 2 Requiem. I did see that one. Um, they just should have left well enough alone, and I'll just say that right there. But look, this this film 
has such a legacy, such, such... Quentin Tarantino. I mean, the man loves Asian cinema. You know, I've talked about that in the past. This He lists this as one of his all-time favorite films. Um, I mean, we could definitely see how, you know, how this film and the book, how it influenced The Hunger Games. I mean, this is... You know, The Hunger Games pretty much is the American version of Battle Royale. Um... In the film Shaun of the uh, excuse me, in the film Shaun of the Dead, um, we see in Simon Simon Pegg is is the uh, you know he's the main actor there. We see in his apartment he actually has on his wall he has a lot of movie memorabilia. He actually has a giant battle royale poster in there as well. Um, and you know, very recently, uh, about six or eight months ago, a video game came out called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is basically. It's Battle Royale in video game for- fashion. It's a multiplayer game, online game. Uh, you pretty much parachute onto this island, uh, you and 49 other players, and by the end of the game, there's only going to be one survivor left. So, you know, there you go. There's the there's sort of the influence that this book and this film have had. I mean, it's really far-stretching. Like I said, it, it was never officially released here in the United States, but you can find it, uh, you know, if you look on Amazon and, you know, you can find a DVD of it. Like I said, there's no dub version. It is subtitled, but I think it's well worth it. Um, you know, it's practical effects, if you like that. You know, there's no CGI or anything like that. And just just kind of watch it for the social commentary that it makes, you know, violence on TV, violence in the media, um, teenage violence, teenage behavior, uh, sort of how adults view teenagers and children. Now, granted, over in Japan, um, the way adults view teenagers over there is, it it is kind of different than we do over here, but there are some similarities. Um, I think what it is, is people look at this, it's, oh my God, it's teenagers shooting one another and killing one another, violence, 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 this is horrible. And yes, look, you know, any acts of, of violence in real life are horrible, but I think this film goes a lot deeper than that, and it's definitely worth a look, and, you know, it's a film that I highly, highly recommend, and I really hope if you're able to, if you can find it, you definitely check this film out, because I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. I think it's a great film. Alrighty, so I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm going to close the doors here on Black Belt Theater. Thank you for joining me. Keep it tuned to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, where we drop content on you day in and day out. This is Jay, signing off.